God bless you, everybody. Welcome to, to another episode of Chris Torbano, the show. This is your host, uh, Isaias Gabriel. Uh, today, we're having a good friend of mine with us. His name is Adam Ebrecht. And Adam is going to be jumping in this call really quick. Um, we are really excited to have him on because this is a guy that, you know, has been a youth pastor for a long time. And now he just started, uh, planted a new church with his friend, Matt. He's co-pastoring that church. And we want to hear a lot uh, from what, how God is using them and, and everything that is happening um, in Rhythm Church. How you doing, Adam? What's up, man? How are you? I'm very good, man. Uh, thank good. you for thank you for taking this time, bro, to be with me here. It's, it's truly... It's truly a pleasure and, and honor. Uh, you know that there is a lot of respect, love, and admiration from my part to, to you and to your family, brother. Thank you for being here. Right, right back at you, bro. I appreciate you, Lene, and the family, and all that you're doing. And, and this platform, being able to bring value to your community in a unique way um, is huge for this season, obviously. You know, a lot of people going through a lot of things, and, and hopefully get a lot out of, of stuff like this to be able to have conversations like this. So appreciate you, man. Love you. Love you too, man. We have uh, here Adam with us and Adam, uh, his wife, Cherry, and his two kids. Uh, two kids. Yeah, and Lincoln. How old are yeah. they now? They're growing so fast, man. Dude, they're, yeah, it's like weeds, man. So Olivia's five, Lincoln's a year and a half. Um, so our family... We grew up in the Midwest, so Indiana, Kentucky, my wife and I met in Florida, you know, so we've had a little bit of a journey. We moved from Florida to a couple spots before landing, ultimately here in Arizona. And I say ultimately because my wife will kill me if we move again. <laughs> so, you know, we, we, we plan on being here for the long haul, man. We, we're excited to to be here, and I didn't, I didn't tell you this um, before, but this is the one-year anniversary of us being in Arizona. Oh, wow. One year ago, one year ago today. Wow. So I, we're excited to celebrate. I'm glad that you decided to celebrate one year with Crystal Bynum. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and, you know, Alan, Alan is a guy that graduated from Lincoln <laughs> College, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. What year did you graduate, Adam? So I grew, graduated in 2008 from Lincoln Christian College. Uh, great, great opportunity to, to learn the Bible and to meet a lot of really cool people. And so, in fact, that's where I first met. Uh, so I'm a co-lead pastor, which is unique. You know, we don't have just one senior pastor or lead pastor. We have two lead pastors. So I'm one of two, and, and I get to do it with my, one of my best friends. Matt Fogel, who I met in college, uh, one of the first guys I met. And, and honestly, dude, you know this as well as I do, uh, iron sharpens iron. We say that a lot. And so it, you really, uh, I used to say this when I was in youth ministry that, you know, show me your five, your top five friends and I'll show you your, your future, um, you know, and so you are who you hang out with. And, and those guys, man, they sharpened me and, and really took me under their wing. Cause I didn't, I didn't know a whole lot about the Bible. didn't really even know that I wanted to be in ministry when I first got into Lincoln. And so I wanted to play basketball, wanted to, 
uh, fulfill a promise I made to my parents of being there for a year. And then, you know, I was looking at going somewhere else and, and that group of guys that I surrounded myself with really, um, man, really shaped me, uh, into the, the man I am today. And, you know, through obviously through the Holy spirit and what Jesus is doing in their lives. And I know, I, I know that they, they all play a big role in what you're doing now, because I know you keep in touch, not, not only with Matt, oh, absolutely. a lot of those guys, you know, that's really Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Coming down to visit, you know, uh, supporting us, supporting our church, you know, through, through resources or finances. Um, so really partnering with us and what we're doing, the work that we're able to do here in Mesa, Arizona. It's been a, it's been a huge privilege to continue those relationships, um, for sure. Um, and you know, Adam, a lot of people that are listening um, to this interview, whether it is on YouTube or in my podcast or whatever you're listening to, a lot of people are uh, church planters. Some people mm -hmm. are thinking about planting a church, and some people might not know that Reading Community Church uh, is a new church plant. It's a baby right. church. That was about baby church. the process. Yeah, man. So that's that's uh, uh, you were originally from Indiana, right? Right, right. So, how was that move, you know, moving to a different state, you know, starting something new? Tell us a little bit about that process. I want to hear that. Well, it's like any any new endeavor, you know, it's yeah, man, it's like any any new endeavor, it's it's both exciting and and frightening all at the same time. And, and if it wasn't that. I would, I would question if you should do it. You know, you should have a little bit of jitters going into it. If you're extreme confident in what you're doing, you know, it's like, well, come on. You know, you don't got it all together. You don't have all the answers. In fact, you know, if, if, if I had the magic ball, if I had the, the crystal ball, um, I probably wouldn't have planted October of last year knowing that six months after our plant, started you know COVID-19 hits you know a, a world pandemic it's not the most opportune time to plant a church that's for sure so you know there's there's a there's all those those feelings of excitement and, and you know the the mystery of the unknown um you know there's there's all you know everything in between you know for my wife and I we met at a church plant in Tampa Florida and so that's always been a part of our story um, she actually came to faith through that church plant. Um, oh. she came to know who Jesus is in her life. She got baptized. Um, I was an intern. So we, so we met at this church plant and that's been a huge part of our story and really been a catalyst for us to then come into this church planning uh, initiative. And so when, when Matt called me last year, you know, when I was at, I was at Christ Church of Boronogo in Missouri, uh, we were, we were very happy being there, but we knew something was different about this particular calling and something was different about the particular timing as well. And that's important. So, you know, I, I talked to a lot of mentors in my life. We sat down with a lot of people in our lives. We sat down as a couple. We, we discerned, is this something that God is calling us to, you know, because you don't, we didn't want to run from something. Um, but we wanted to be called to something. And so that was important for us uh, to be called to something. And then and it was also important for us to, to know, because we have all kinds of different opportunities, you know, to know that this was the right opportunity. And so um, 
so we talk about this, like we talk about this in, in terms of places and position and people. You can go all over the world. You can go to the most beautiful place in the world, or you can go to the place that you're, you desire most, right? A particular place that you desire most. So places, you can have the right position, something that you feel called to. I, maybe I feel called to be a senior minister or a pastor. You feel called to it. Uh, so position. But if those two are right, you know, check one, check two, that's awesome. Place and position is great. But if you don't like, if you don't have the relationship with the people, if you don't like the people that you're around, if you don't gel with the people that you get to do life with and you get to do ministry with, guess what? That's going to be a miserable place to be no matter where you are. And so, so that last piece was big for us. Um, you know, and so the Fogels are people that we wanted to do life with and, and then uh, what was really cool what happened is Sherry's sister and brother, my brother-in-law moved from Orlando, Florida to be with us here in Arizona to help us start this church. And so you start to see people from all over the country start coming in and say, hey, we want to do this with you. And so all of a sudden that people, that last one uh, was just a big check and we we're ready to go. So I, I'm not going to say, you know, it's not been, obviously it's been hard, you know, it's you're starting something from nothing. That's hard. We're in the midst of a world pandemic. This is hard. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade for anything, man. It's been awesome. Yeah. And I seen that you guys have been very, very active, uh, on, on your online services and all that. Like how has people responded yeah. to you? It's been really good, man. It's been it's surprisingly really, really beneficial for us to be online, you know, cause up to this point of the pandemic, we didn't do anything online. We didn't record our sermons. You know, what was in kind of what was in, in the uh, house on Sunday was what you got. The experience was on Sunday. And so we, we sort of prided ourselves on that. We didn't want to be flashy or, or anything like that. We just wanted to keep it simple. Um, not that media is flashy, but we just, we just went that direction. And what's been really cool is we've seen so many people come and join us online that, never would have joined us or didn't join us maybe uh, in person. And so that's been really cool. And there's been a ton of stories of people giving for the first time, uh, people making decisions, you know, to follow Jesus, you know, people that are stepping up in, in a variety of ways. And so it's been, it's been a challenge for sure. It's been a learning curve for us, but it's been, it's been super fruitful. That's good, man. Like I can tell you the same thing about our church. We, we have never done anything online. And through this yeah. process, you know, every week we're learning something new. You know, it's, it's yeah. kind of like God's plans are always better than ours. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I agree. We met, bro, um, about 10 years ago, I think. Was it like... Dude. Was it like 10 years ago, the first time that you came to DR? Yeah. Go ministry? Yep. Yeah, 10, 10, 11 years ago, man. It was about, I think it was 2010, 2011. Yeah. Uh, we, we clicked, man, right away. Uh, we became good friends. And mm -hmm. something that I saw is that in those years, um, you, you used to, to bring a youth group uh, from a church in, in San Luke in Texas. Yeah, in Texas, yep. And then you start bringing another youth group from a different church, uh, in, in Missouri, you know, uh, I was thinking, man, I get to talk to Adam. What kept you coming, man, all those years? Like, 
uh, how was your experience? Uh, you know, with Go, with everything that we do here, what kept you saying, I need to bring this youth group down? Well, I mean, similar to, you know, the three, the three things I talked about, the three Ps, you know, place, position, and people. If people doesn't work out, it's nothing, right? It crumbles. And so the same, same is true for an experience like this with a partnership. You're talking about not just, not just going once to a place, but you're really wanting to solidify a mutually transformative relationship, a partnership where you to, together are making each other better. And you know, it's hard to come by, man. And it doesn't, it doesn't happen all the time. And, but, but when it does, you gotta, you gotta take a step back and say, okay, this is something special. And, and that, that's what happened. So relationships are a big thing. Um, and I think the relationships really come out of a, you said it, this, we click, you know, so there's, there's, um, a mutual respect. There's a mutual respect from a ministry standpoint, from a theological standpoint, um, you know, so there's, there's a lot of different areas that you, you know, you have those people that are close to you in life that they start, that's what makes a good friendship or a good relationship, right? You click on multiple levels. And so that's, that's for me with you and with go is we started clicking on multiple levels and, and it was a, it was a win-win for, for our church and for specifically for our students to be involved with what Go is doing. Um, and for me personally, to be able to be able to do that with multiple groups over a decade has been, has been really cool. And I, I, asked, I asked that question, man, because I often talk about you because, you know, I, I travel all over the States recruiting teams to bring uh, groups down. And we know that there, there's a lot of youth pastors out there that are thinking about bringing their team, their kids, uh, overseas is a big step um and like some some people have some some pastors have told me like yeah man but my youth group you know like how would it be if i bring 10 kids that's a lot of kids and i remember in one point at one point you brought over 100 kids <laughs> how was that trip for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> insane bro <laughs> We were taking some crazy pills, man. I don't know what we were thinking. <laughs> taking over a hundred people to, but here, here, here's the deal with that. You know, when you, no matter what size of group you you take, it it really comes down to this. This is my philosophy in, in youth ministry. If it, if I want to make it about me, my ministry is going to be this big. I, I have a closed fist right now for those that are listening on on audio. Just that's, that's how big you're going to be. Cause you're, you're trying to control everything. You're trying to have a relationship with every student. You're trying to be the guy or the gal. And it just doesn't work. And, you know, at the end of the day, as a pastor, um, my responsibility is to equip the saints, to equip people that they're doing currently. And, and so, so that to me, when you start to break it down that way and you get some really good leaders, um, that trip was, yeah, was crazy, but in terms of the amount of people, but it was the same, it was actually easier than some of the smaller trips I took 
because of the amount of leaders that we had that were pouring into and students. That, and that's something that I always applaud, man. Like I always say, man, that, that's such a good job because I still remember some of the sponsors that you brought on that trip. And that was, that was like seven years right. ago. You know, like right. it, was just, it was just great leaders. And when you mm -hmm. surround yourself, you know, like equip good leaders, you don't have to worry about size because they got it. Yep. They, they, did, yeah. they did a great job, man. Um, something yeah. that I refer to you as the fitness pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, like as a, as a pastor myself, man, um, I, I been, I was a, a youth pastor for over 12 years, a central church. And now, you know, being, uh, the discipleship teaching pastor, you know, I know all the stuff that come uh, uh, being a pastor all the responsibilities and you know this is this is a two-way question for you like one how was that jump for you going from youth pastor of a lot of years to a lead pastor and you know i call you the fitness pastor how what fit how does fitness you know uh relate to that yeah how does it help well, so, well, the first, so the first question, that first part is nothing really changed because as I mentioned before, my, I think it's a philosophical issue and really honestly, it comes down to a theological issue of how you view yourself as a pastor. Again, if I view myself as not the guy, you know, again, or the girl that's leading, um, but I'm equipping, you know, and the Holy Spirit is empowering. These are, these are women and men that are filled with the Holy Spirit, just like I am, that have different gifts, different opportunities that I just simply want to get out of the way. I want to be able to usher that in in a way that's, that's helping the kingdom as a whole and helping the church as a whole. And so, you know, really allowing people to, to live into their gifts and to see, see themselves for, for where they are, you know, and so there's, there's a few things around that, right? So in terms of, um, you know, there's education, motivation, and, and coaching, you know, so sometimes you got to educate people of here's the of why coaching. behind it, a lot of right? <laughs> yeah. And then there's, a, there's the coaching side of it. So there's skill sets, right. That you have to, so if I want to, if I want to play, like, if I want to play golf, I can, it just doesn't, it doesn't come golfing. I'm not going to be a Tiger Woods. If, if all I do is just read a bunch of stuff on golf, I get all the information in the world that doesn't translate to me being good at golf. What does translate is me putting the skill into it, right? So I got to get sharpened in my skill set, which means I need a coach, somebody that's been there, somebody that's done that, somebody that can teach me and coach me along the way. Now, the biggest and the hardest part of all that is motivation. Can you motivate anybody? And I've had to wrestle with this. The answer is no, you cannot motivate. You can inspire, you can encourage, you can do all these things, right? You can challenge, you can get rah-rah cheerleader to like command sergeant in your face. Like you could do this, but at the end of the day, that motivation comes from within. And, you know, and so everybody is different from that standpoint. So learning about somebody and where they are and how to get them to from what point A to B, um, I see that in every aspect of my life. And so that's where, you know, where fitness comes in is, 
I see that really truly playing out in, in a holistic way. So Rhythm Community Church, uh, we talk about this a lot. We say we, we want to meet the holistic needs of our community, not just the spiritual needs, although that's obviously the main catalyst of everything, right? Our spiritual health, um, who we are in Christ and, and bringing people to, to knowing who Jesus is. Um, but at the end of the day, we want to take care of the holistic needs. So that means, you know, we talked about this a lot, love the Lord, your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And that's everything, right? And so we cannot disassociate our physical life with our spiritual life. And so many times we try to compartmentalize our lives in such a way that honestly, dude, it, thinking about it and coaching with people and talking about this, it just makes us feel, it makes us feel better about ourselves is the reason why we do it. Yeah. Um, I can have this life over here that's really unhealthy. And if I just compartmentalize it and push it aside, and then I get some affirmation over here, I feel a lot better about myself. And it's just not the way that God sees us. God sees us as obviously a, a holistic being. And there's, there's no compartmentalization when it comes to God. God is in everything. And so we got to practice his presence in everything that we do. That's including our fitness, that's including our health, both physically and mentally, uh, and then obviously holistically, spiritually. So that's been my approach, man, and, and, and I, I'm, I'm not perfect at it by any means. You know, there's been times where I've over-focused on my health and I've gotten too, too laser-focused in that, um, but I hope that over the years it's been a calibration for me to, to be again, pursuing holistic health in every area. And I'll, I'll tell you this, you were the one, if you remember this, um, that came to Missouri one trip in 2015. So I had been working out and stopped working out for a season. And December of 2015, you came in and said, hey, bro, you got a gut, you got a dad bod going on. And, you know, really it was from, <laughs> yeah, so thank you for that. But really it was from, from that point, 2016 to today has been the most consistent stretch. Of, I remember we went to the gym that following day. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and, and again, like that's always been a part of my life, but I never thought about um, really, truly taking a hard look at how fitness and, and, and really nutrition can, it can change my, my emotional state. It can change my perspective on a lot of things about myself and about others. Think about That's been huge. You know, think about this, what you were saying earlier, um, about surrounding yourself with, with friends that will, uh, move you forward. You know, that goes in every aspect of life, man. Because I remember every time that you will come down with your mission trips, you know, I'll be thinking, oh, man, Adam is coming next week. I better, I better start doing push-ups because I know he's going to make it coming. <laughs> you know, if, if, I'm not, if I'm not there, he's going to push me to get up there. So, like, that was the one time that I, it was my turn to push you. And... Now yeah. I CrossFit and all this other stuff. I'm like, I, I cannot follow that. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, you know, it's a day by day thing. It's a, it's a daily decision that you wake up every day and you say, Hey, I want to be better than I was yesterday. And, and again, that's not just from a physical standpoint, but it's from, um, you know, I want to be a better dad, a better husband, a better, uh, friend, pastor, you know, and so there's all those aspects of life that I want to continue to strive for excellence because, because Jesus, you know, is calling us to that. He's, he, you know, God is calling us to be, to be that for, for his glory, not our glory, for his glory and for the good of other people. And when you, when you have that focus of I'm doing this for God and for others, it takes it off of yourself and it really puts it on how to love others well. And, and I, I'm in the camp that you can't love others when, when you're, when you're miserable, man. And, and if you're overweight and I know that's a punch, I'm not, I'm not pulling any punches right now. Like if you're a pastor and you're overweight, um, take a hard look at it and, and, and really just under, get to the point where you can, you know, um, where you can be okay with truly okay with yourself from a holistically healthy standpoint. And, and that's, and that's just striving every day to do that. And so like my brother-in-law moved here. Um, and this is not, again, I can't motivate, um, but he had the internal motivation and, and he talks a lot about the community around him, uh, spurring him on, but he lost, you know, he lost over 30, 40 pounds since October. And he is a completely different person. And you know, his, his whole mindset, you know, his, his mentality is not just his physical appearance, but everything has changed. And that's huge, man. He's I, able to love know, himself, I, love others. You say, so well. you say at an earlier that it was back in 2015 when, when you've been consistent ever since. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as soon as you say 2015, I, I remember being at a youth retreat that we put together uh, Chris Urbano and I invited this guy that is a fitness guy uh, mm -hmm. my friend Ray Rivera uh, bro he he did a speech at a camp and he talked to all the kids and he talked to me privately many times because I used to go to his gym I took you to his gym one time yeah. went to that nice yeah. and something that he said bro was uh, the best inheritance uh, that we can give our kids is to show them to take care of their body and stuff, something like that. But the way he said it, it was like, wow, that's powerful. And I have seen that playing out in, in this quarantine, man. You know, like I have two young, younger kids, three and one running around all day, you know, like it's not easy. <laughs> so just, just getting a couple push-ups out of the way, getting that, that, that blood pumping, even mm -hmm. that helps just get your, your, your stress out, your mind in the right place. And I feel different, bro. When I, the days that I work out than the days that I don't get to do anything, you know, it's Absolutely. crazy. It's crazy how it works. And here, you know, saying that takes me to the next question for you, which is like one of the problems that I have, mm -hmm. you know, I've been, I've been trying to, um, have the discipline of doing every day doing some kind of workout but what I'm not disciplined at is on my diet what mm -hmm. do you recommend you know to like 
Yeah, you know, for people that are listening that, you know, you can just go cold turkey on, on, on something like changing stuff. How do you do that step by step? Yeah, man. I Well, you know, first of all, everybody is different. So there's not a one size fits all when it comes to nutrition. Um, I used to think there was, but the reality is, um, again, everybody's different. The way in which you, so it's not just eating and digesting, but how your body absorbs the nutrients is a big thing. Like you're going to absorb nutrients better or, or different than I am. Um, and so that's, that plays a huge factor into it. So the way that I've, I've really come to, to think about it a lot lately, especially is we got to take account for the things that we're putting into our body. And when I work with people, that's tough, um, they're very, 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 so it's like finances, right? So you come to me you're like, Hey man, I'm in debt, right? I'm like, how'd you get in debt? I don't know. Like I just, I, ha I have money. I spent it. <laughs> I'm like, well, where'd the money go? Like, and, and you were not telling your money where to go. Your money was controlling you. Right. And so the same is true for, for your calendar, your time, you know, the time is our most precious commodity. It's our limited resource. We only have, it's very finite for everyone. Right. Um, but we do the same thing with our time. We allow our schedule or other people to dictate what we do. And so again, very few people actually say, here's what I'm going to do with my time exactly when I'm going to do it. Right. So, so calendar and finances, we can just apply those same principles to nutrition. And that means we're looking at exactly what we're putting into our body and we're keeping track of it. And so I suggest this for everybody. It's very simple. You go on my fitness pal, um, the app, you go on, you know, Apple, iTunes, wherever you get your, you know, the Apple store, or the uh, Google play or wherever you get your apps and download my fitness pal. And they have the largest database when it comes to uh, unique UPC. So the scan, the code on the back of whatever package uh, or, or type in whatever type of fruit or, or any food that you're eating, you can just type it in and it'll give you the macronutrients. So macronutrients are your proteins, your fats, and your carbohydrates. So it'll give you a breakdown of exactly the nutrients that are in each food. And then you're able to then see, okay, how many calories am I taking in? And, and then based off of those calories, how many fats, what percentage of those are fats, what percentage of those are protein, and what percentage of those are carbohydrates. And that gives you a good baseline. Am I eating, am I under eating? Am I overeating? If I'm overeating, how much am I overeating? You know, and so um, you're able to really see and gauge where you're at um, from that standpoint. And that's a good foundation. That's a good way to start. And then from there, you look at, okay, and this is, again, this is in terms of macronutrients or just looking at your nutrition, you're going to a baseline is going to be uh, starting out with, if you want to lose weight, 0.6 ounces of, of protein per body weight. And so you're able to look at, okay, I need, I need this many, you know, this much protein uh, in my diet. And so it's like a pound, basically a pound per body weight. Right. And so, you know, if you do a pound of, so say I weigh 185 pounds, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a pound of protein 
So 185 um, pounds of protein, right? Or uh, ounces of protein to start off with. And then I'm going to add in my carbohydrates or I'm going to add in my fat. So my fat's going to be half of that, right? And then I'm going to add in my carbohydrates and that's going to make up my full lot of what I need to consume for the day. Now, that's just a baseline, but based off of what I want to, if I want to lose weight, then I reduce that. If I want to gain muscle mass, then I'm going to up that, you know, those types of things. We're going to need to move next to your house, man. So you can go to the supermarket with me and tell me, that works, this doesn't work. You know? And, that's, and that's, the, that's the hardest part, man, is, is knowing, you know, what I, what I try to, what I try to, kind of live by is is you know whole foods mostly vegetables and then not too much so if you're looking at whole foods uh mostly vegetables or mostly plants and then not too much you're going to be fine you mm -hmm. know but that's again that, those are the types of things that are it's very difficult to get into i'm gonna, i'm looking up my um my fitness power right now but it 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 becomes you know, it becomes one of those things where the more you do it, the more familiar you're going to get with it and the easier it's going to get. And it's going to become second nature, you know, to you. Um, um, anything you do for the first part of, you know, anything you do. And something, is Adam, something Adam, that I think that is really cool. Uh, I've been, I've been seeing um, how you got into this world uh back in 2015 but in the last few years i've seen your wife cherry has been very involved in it you know like doing oh, yeah. all kinds of workout and stuff and i'm like that's really cool i even saw baby olivia doing workout stuff one day like how cool is that yeah. for you to be able to involve your family into being like a uh healthy living how, how i would say yeah Dude, it's been, it's, it's like I said earlier, you show me, show me your closest friends. I'll show you your future, you know, in the same way, like us as a family doing it together has been encouraging for one another. And uh, I do want to say this real quick. I, I said ounces earlier with the protein, fats and, and carbohydrates, that's grams. So, so one gram of protein per body weight. Um, or if you want to lose weight, it's 0.6 grams of protein per body weight. So wanted to clear that up. I knew I miss, misspoke there. So, um, but for us, you know, it's like, you know, Sherry, my wife has always, you know, having kids and, and all those types of things, like always struggled with her, her, her weight in a sense that she felt confident and comfortable. Right. And, you know, it's been over the last, really since um, since we've gotten here over the last year that she's just really dialed in, um, after our, you know, our second, second kid wanted to lose that baby weight and then really just get into it. And it's been encouraging for us. We go to the gym together. We're surrounded by that same community together. Um, and there's been an incredible witness that we've been able to have in the gym, you know, because of our, our consistency there. That's and just being that's, our that's, present. That's a conversation that I wanted you to go to because, you know, you are, you are a, a, a new church plant, you know, and often we think that, you know, 
there is like a specific place where we have to plant the church in a specific way. And you have taken the area, your Swiss path, to use that to bring the gospel. And it's yeah. been, you know, it's been cool for me to hear your stories of how people are being impacted through fitness. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, man, you know, it's, um, I think our la- I think language matters a lot. And so a lot of times we'll say, you know, we want to, we want to embed the church, you know, within the community and, and really the church is not a building. You know, we don't have a building. Obviously right now we're not meeting in buildings. We're, we're meeting at homes, right? The church is the people. And so really what we want to do is that the actually the reverse of that. We want to embed the community into the life of the church. So how do you do that? Well, you do that by going where people already are and meeting them where they are. And for us, the gym has been a huge part of that. Um, to be able to go and be a part of a community um, that shares, you know, a value of shooting for excellence from a from a physical standpoint. Um, it's the number one, you know, when we did our demographic study of this area, uh, wanting to understand what are people really mostly concerned about. Number one, fitness, and and so it really just it paired well with uh, our our philosophy. Um, again, whole, meeting the holistic needs of our community. And so it's been, it's been a huge blessing, man. Uh, we've been blessed by it. I hope we've been a blessing to that community as well. But CrossFit Insight's been a place for, that we call home, you know, and it's a people that, um, a community of people that we are, are so grateful to, to do life with. And so we've been able to do some really cool stuff with them uh, to give back to the community together and partnership together. And, um, you know, just, Monday, we were there for the Memorial Day celebration, you know, CrossFit and CrossFit World. Uh, everybody does a workout called the Murph. It's a mile run, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, and another mile run. Yeah. <laughs> Not it. <laughs> and uh, some people do it in a 20-pound vest. So that's the wow. RX. Yeah. So, I, know that, um, I know that you are in that group of some people. <laughs> yeah, maybe. this year I was able to do that but uh years past it's it's not always been the case um but you know we were able to pray like one of our pastors prayed before every class and um and that's you know just a small thing like that it was really cool to be a part of for us to be able to pray for our community uh and in that way and um yeah it's been it's been a real it's been a real honor for us do you ever have people, Adam, that are surprised um, to find out that, yes, you're a guy that have, like, huge muscles and you have, like, the arms of the size of my leg, and then they find out that you are a pastor? You know, like, do you ever have people that, that are like, really? You're a pastor? Like, any of those yeah. stories? Oh, man, all the time. Yeah, all the time. Every. Nearly, I mean, it doesn't happen as much now, like, you know, that I know the community as as well as we do, but, um, but we meet, you know, I meet, I just met a guy, you know, this last week, new guy. And, you know, the, that was a, that's pretty common of like, you're a pastor. Um, (laughs) you know, and, and I like that, you know, and I, and I hope that, 
I, I, I wish that my, my hope and my prayer is for, for the pastoral community, for the people that are church leaders, that that wouldn't be a surprise that we would, you know, that we would truly treat our body as a temple and that we would live a life that of excellence, holistic, holistically, that people would see us and, and see not, you know, the muscles and blah, 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 all that stuff, like the way that the world sees it, but they would see it as um, that they would respect it and see it as, man, they, they're taking great care of their body. Uh, they must really care for themselves. And through that, they care for other people. Um, because at the end of the day, like, if you're why, you know, and this is what I, I talk a lot about with, with people when, when we start to, to go into coaching, you know, to lose weight or whatever the goal is, if your why is just to lose a few pounds or your why is to get a six pack or your why is to, you know, whatever. Um, if it's that trivial, it, it's not going to withstand the temptation of, you know, cake or the, the whatever that is that is, is tempting you at that time. It's just not going to be worth it. Yeah. But if your why is focused on a bigger thing, right, <laughs> of being a witness to Jesus Christ, to, to helping others, to furthering the gospel through what you're doing and taking care of your body, that's a big why, you know? Yeah. And so that really propels you um, to, to continue on with, with the, the goals that you have. And, and so that's, that's kind of what I try to keep in mind. And, um, you know, and, and everybody, again, everybody's different, but that, that's been the opportunity that, that God's given, given me is to, to be able to use fitness for his glory and the good of other people. And, you know, it's it, like here in Dominican Republic, it's, it's a lot of people that numbers don't, don't, don't associate themselves with Christians many times because they look at Christians as aliens, you know, because some Christians conduct themselves like they're aliens. They, they say, well, we're not from this world. We're from heaven, you know, like, and just don't do anything. Like look at going to the gym or something from the world. And we're like, man, we got to take care of the temple. You know what I mean? It's like when people yeah. see that we're humans, that we're trying to take care of our bodies, you know, I know that through coaching people, you get to witness the, the message of Jesus to a lot of people that mm -hmm. otherwise you wouldn't have that door open, you know? So it, it's something, it's something very, very important that I'm glad that you got to share with us uh, uh, that aspect of your ministry that I think is a huge part of what you're doing there, man. Now it's really, really cool to hear well dude and i think what's interesting too talking about the if you want to talk about like the the commonalities of the world you know and i don't know the statistics with <laughs> within the dominican republic but I'm, I'm going to assume that they're pretty similar with the statistics that are happening within the united states and that is to say you know 40 50 60 percent of our population is obese so when you start looking at the obesity rate continue to go up, you start looking at the number one killers in America are, are food-related disease, heart disease, you know, ex, uh, cancers, et cetera. Like, man, that, that's a huge problem. So when you talk about like being of the world uh, or in the world, not of the world, all the, that type of language that we often throw out, you got to look at it like, are you looking like 
everybody else in terms of your your fitness and if that's the case then you might want to do something different yeah i i was thinking at and you know just you're just thinking about you know the phrase that says we live and we learn um you graduated from college uh what year uh, you were you were like 2008. you were like 21 22 how old were you when you graduated yeah, 22, 23, something like that. 22. So, like, let's say, you know, you're 22 years old, just graduated, you're just ready to take on the ministry world. If you could go back, bro, now, if the 42-year-old if the, if the Adam now, no, I'm just kidding. He's not 42. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you could go back now and have – Give, give some advice to the 22-year-old Adam that just graduated, is ready to take on ministry. What would you say to that 22-year-old Adam? Man, something that, um, I like this question. It's a hard question to answer because there's so many things that we do when we're young that we, we wish we could possibly wish we could do over, you know, or we would certainly do it different now, you know, yeah, um, definitely. wisdom, wisdom comes with, with years. That's why, you know, you're not wise when you're in your twenties and thirties, you got to get some gray hair. Even you know, I lost though, even gray though, hair when I was, even though we think we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, for me, um, in my personality, I want to do a lot of things for God. Um, but I've tried to change my perspective of I get to do things with God. Oof. And that's good. And that's, and that's something for me, you know, that I wish I, <laughs> I wish I would known early on because we are so performance driven and so task focused that we can do a lot of things for God and his name and not ever include them in the process. And so I just want to, you know, the, the, the desire of God's heart is to be with us, yes. not for us to do things for him. He, he's got it under control. <laughs> so I wish I would be able to instill that in, in, in my 22 year old mind, but also in my, you know, 34 year old mind right now. Um, uh, you know, that's my hope and my, my prayer every day is that I do, I cooperate with the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit's already doing. That's awesome. Um, yeah, man. Well, man, thank you for this time, brother. I know that you are, Dude. I know you're a busy man. And when I hey, appreciate you, it, man. When I call you and ask you if you, if we could have this time, this conversation, uh, you say yes, you may might. No hesitation. Uh, no hesitation, man. Anytime. <laughs> I love you, dude. You made my day, man, because there is every time that I, I have a conversation with you, I learn something new. And I like to spend time with people that, that help me be better. And, and thank you for Same, doing man. that uh, for me. Um, for those Same. people who are listening to this podcast, who are watching this on Instagram, um, or are watching it on YouTube, um, you can you can... You know, you can ask questions and send us comments. Absolutely. 
And if you guys want a part two of this podcast on detailed questions about what to do about your prescription, <laughs> what to eat, how many Coca-Colas you can have a, a week, all the stuff like that. Because that's, that's how the information I receive it, like, can I drink Coke? Yes, no, you know, like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, like, it, if you have to ask, it's probably no. <laughs> what, what you say? What you say? I said, if, it, if you have to ask, it's probably a no. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> but, right, yeah, uh, look it up. We're going to be on Chris Urbano, the show uh, on podcast. Isaias Gabriel. It's also on Spotify. Uh, and I would like for Adam. If you could close this with prayer, Adam, and Absolutely, man. say hi to Cherry. Thank you for this time. I appreciate Love it, brother. Man. Love you too, man. Let's pray. Father, thank you for uh, your faithfulness. God, your faithfulness precedes our faith in you. And, and God, we just want to live into your goodness, your grace, your mercy, and the, and the life that you're calling us to live that is, that is truly free and light. It's not burdensome. God, you, uh, you want us to be with you, and that's the desire of your heart is for us to, your children, your daughters, and your sons, just to, to come with you and be with you as we co-create together. That We get the opportunity, as Christians, we get the opportunity of being ambassadors of the gospel, of proclaiming the gospel, the good news, and everything that we do. So God, I pray that um, as we look at our holistic health, as we look at our lives, holistically, mind, body, soul, and spirit, God, that you would convict us in areas where um, maybe we, we've kind of put it aside and we've said, uh, we've, we've tried to push aside in our lives. I pray for redemption, knowing that you're redeeming and renewing and restoring all things back to yourself. And that includes every bit of who we are. So God, I pray for uh, the pastors that are listening. I pray for the church planners that are listening. I pray for uh, my sisters and brothers that are listening. I pray for people that don't yet know you and, and want to experience you more. God, I pray that this would be an encouragement to, to everyone that we were continuing to press on, knowing that um, it's for your glory and the good of others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I hope you can come visit soon, brother. You haven't been here in a couple of years, and we're we're missing you. The Dominican Republic is missing the Adam Everette. <laughs> we'll be back soon, man, for sure. All right. Love you, bro. All right. Love you, bro. Peace.